I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we did all of that. So now we're on to the Winchesters, the Supernatural prequel. Uh, now canceled, unfortunately. Like, I'd like to remind every person as mm-hmm. this podcast begins so that we can totally bum them out. Chris, how are you today? I'm, I'm okay. The weight of the cancellation was felt heaviest of all in this episode oh, where yeah. it seems like they're still doing so much. They're still handling so many issues. And then the episode ended and I thought, how are they, they how are they going to make all this one more right episode. in one episode, <laughs> you know? And that's, that's the toughest part because you think, well, maybe they didn't plan for that. And I think from what you've said to me, there was, there's probably an ending to this, but an ending that leaves so much open you know so well how are you <laughs> i'm well i'm doing extremely good i uh it's a it's a lovely sunday morning we're we're doing a little podcasting and uh having a good day probably gonna play some video games with my wife later make some excellent make excellent. some chicken later tonight wow perfect. Auto, auto made this thing we had my uh i had my sister and my brother-in-law down and she was like i've got the perfect appetizer i'm gonna make this thing called chicken karage um which is just basically like twice fried breaded chicken and then like this with this like kind of asian breading and she's like i got this special sauce for it using this japanese mayonnaise and it was absolutely delicious and it was so good i was like you gotta make that again but yeah this time let's make a little sweet and sour sauce and put it on some rice so, ah. so that is what we were doing i don't know why i'm telling you this this is not the outtakes i should be telling sounds you sounds excellent <laughs> about all of the benefits that our patreon patrons get over <laughs> patreon.com slash monster of the week because they get episodes of this podcast early they get exclusive content from me and thee and they also get access to our discord server where they can make fun of me for saying me and thee which is fun okay <laughs> chris uh get me out of the spiral that i am tell me what's last been happening on, time. The on winchesters <laughs> last time on the winchesters after an accreta plot put john in jail mary and millie found an unlikely ally in betty as they worked to help john escape meanwhile latchka explored her tragic backstory with carlos uh and the accreta revealed that their biggest threat is none other than dean winchester Da, da, da. Who doesn't show up in this episode? Let's just go ahead and get it out. I'm screaming. <laughs> Let's just get I, it out. As as somebody who was a Sam Winchester stan, if uh-huh. you will, he was my favorite character. I almost got sick of Dean sometimes because I was it, it out of frustration that they wouldn't do anything good with Sam after a while, right? Sure, yeah. Um, now I find myself truly like desperate to see Dean. <laughs> I am losing it. I need to see Dean. It's funny the more that they, the more of the old characters that they show, the more I want to see them. Right? Like and I don't think that's probably an unusual uh, feeling from the supernatural crowd. Like mm-hmm. seeing Rowena pop up in this uh, meant a lot. Like it's oh, it's a returning face that I know and love. Um, and the fact that they've been teasing this Dean Winchester thing for so long now. Um, is just really like you just you just want to see them all the more. <laughs> like you got to. It makes have me it. wish that we had a a, a modern day uh, type of spinoff, like you know, Wayward Sisters, maybe, mm-hmm. um, where Sam and Dean are side characters. Castiel's a side character that you see once a season or something, and it just like that build up around it. I imagine that's like being an MCU fan. You know, you watch these smaller things and you hear somebody teased, and then they finally show up, and it's it's just that payoff of knowing the big cool guy is out there. He's not part of this small story, which makes the small story better. But then every once in a while, it'll brush up against that character. And it just that's how I feel with Dean right now. Like, I actually yeah. am super excited about the idea of him being involved in this. But they haven't overdone it, even though I am screaming that I haven't seen him yet. They haven't overdone anything with him. So it's just made his presence. He's like he's constantly there, even though we haven't seen him yet. 
that's what I would have loved to have seen for a supernatural spinoff in the modern day. Yes. Um, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And what it is is uh, Winchester's season one, episode 12, Tears of a Clown, uh, which is taken from the name of a Smokey Robinson and the Miracle Song from the ni- year 1970, Chris. Wow. Uh, this was directed by Minaj Huda and written by David H. Goodman and aired on February 28th, 2023. The Hardest Lies. Mary and John's tense discussion is interrupted when Carlos and Latika arrive to discuss a mystery involving a creepy clown. Meanwhile, Ada makes an interesting discovery. All right. That was it. That's the <laughs> She the, certainly does. <laughs> uh, they forgot the fla- they forgot the flavor in this flavor text, Chris. There's nothing yeah. there's nothing there. Um so I think I teased it at the at the end of the last episode. I don't know if it was in the outtakes or not. It was. But they just straight up spoiled the guest character in this episode of the, in the thumbnail on HBO Max. I was so annoyed. What a bummer. What a bummer. Because yeah. I, think, I think it's a good surprise. Um, I don't know if you looked in the Winchesters in the Sack tweet. Uh, or no, you me. told me to get out of there last time I was I in did. there. So I haven't gone back. Yeah. Um, but I, I had a real funny, because I, I live tweeted this on the Monster of the Week account. And I had a real funny moment. I'm texting you now. These two tweets are one minute apart. Where where I was like, "Witch Poker without Rowena is boring." Witch Poker, and then one minute later, whoops, <laughs> <laughs> got me. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, we should we should mention too. I forgot I was meant, meant to do this, and I started talking about uh, chicken at the, at the beginning of the episode. Uh, as we're getting close to the end, we really desperately, desperately want your thoughts and feelings on the Winchesters. Um, how maybe it compares to Nancy Drew, the other CW TV show? Maybe if you have some opinions <laughs> about that, or yeah. j- or just opinions about the Winchesters. <laughs> how it's going to be me right again? That's what I know. Uh, how it all ended? I'm, I'm the CW's Nancy Drew's strongest soldier. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, to, to tell us your thoughts and feelings about it. Tell us if you like these cameos from uh, existing supernatural characters, or if you prefer it to main, main, maintain like a kind of distance from the main series. Give us your thoughts and feelings, monsterlypodcast at gmail dot com. We start at Hugo's Midway of Fun in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Don't you love getting all that information that you don't need? Uh, don't need this at all, but at least I'm communicating it to our listeners. Uh, two <laughs> young men have broken in, uh, and it seems to be implied that this is their last night before they go to, I think they mentioned Tacoma, and it's, I got a vibe that like they were going off to the military. I don't, I don't know what That's what I also that got okay. a vibe about. Um, it's like, hey, here's my last night of fun. Because if he was going off to college, he'd be like, well, I'm going to have fun in college, and I'm going to come home in the summer. You know? I, I feel like Where it's if like, you're... well, I'm going off to, to join the army. That's a little bit more tense. I feel like if you're idea of a fun is going to a uh, carnival that isn't open uh, before you go to college maybe you should spend some more time at home maturing yeah. before Yo, you go bro, to college bro the army doesn't want you yeah, yeah the army <laughs> is not interested in you and neither is college uh one of these dudes picks up a ticket that says uh limo's uh, limbo's house I can't talk today. Limo. Why did I write this incorrectly? In Take my three. Notes? Uh, one of these dudes picks up a note that says uh, it's a ticket to Limbo's Hall of Happy and begins to start hearing laughter. Uh, he follows the noise, sees a giant tent with the same name, goes inside, sees like typical carnival stuff. And then here comes uh, uh, Limbo uh, beckoning him inside. 
just then carnival security uh, shows up and is like hey you boys you need to get out of here uh and guy number two runs away guy number one runs straight to limbo into the tent and then we get a bit get a little bit of um clown behavior from this this guy i don't know if you picked up pretty on this, pretty Chris. clownish behavior he's yeah. pretty clownish every time he sees something he kind of chuckles a little bit like he sees mm-hmm. like a 200 kilogram weight um like a classic kind of carnival prop and he's like <laughs> like nothing's happening you gotta you gotta love carnivals to be <laughs> acted like this <laughs> he does the same thing when he goes inside like the mirrored room and he just like he just sees stuff and he's like <laughs> and i'm just like this is if you weren't already a clown you should go to clown school my guy like this is yeah, just yeah. you're just being clown clownish right now um and then you realize it, it kind of builds to this to this fever pitch where you realize like okay he's losing control although i'm gonna be real with you i don't think that i don't think the first giggles were were due to a I, I lot think lack of control. i think that dude has some inner clown issues he's got to work out i'm gonna be honest yeah. with you uh yeah. it does turn a little scary uh as he starts looking in the mirrors and finally he sees this one particular mirror uh and as he looks at it he's painted completely with clown makeup uh and he begins to laugh uh oh, yep. he's turned into a clown. It's almost as if he's listening to the Monster of the Week podcast. You know what I he mean? is. He has got some chuckles. That's what we try to strive for. Just a this, is what, this is what people tell us they're doing on the train, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, sorry, dude. Turns out uh, you clowned yourself. Yep, you got clowned. Uh, and then we then we get to our our winchester's splash screen and then we get dean winchester's voiceover hunting's a dishonest business perfect <laughs> love this impression gets better every you episode lie. you gotta lie all the time about who you are and what you do but the hardest lies aren't the ones you tell other people they're the ones you tell yourself i feel like i really nailed it that time yeah, perfect. I just thought it was really good. Uh, uh, leave us a comment if you could understand a single please, word of what I please said. Please do, yes. Also, if you could just transcribe it for yours truly, I couldn't understand a single <laughs> word. So, um, We start out at a kind of classic supernatural motel. Uh, we see a bunch of IDs of Mary's sitting on the, the table. When John and Mary arrive, uh, they've been trying to track down Dean Winchester, not having a lot of luck, and John is kind of so checked just, like, out. just going from place to place, showing his picture to people, I imagine? I, I guess so. Like, I don't know what they're really trying to accomplish here, and they don't really talk about it. Uh, John is too focused on these sandwiches, though. He is way more worried about the, the sandwiches. Uh, and Mary is like, hey getting kind of concerned about you bud like are, are you okay uh you've been you were a little aggressive with the bartender you were a little aggressive with the other guy he's like hey i just thought they were holding out on us um you know and i'm, I'm chill and she's like well i kind of think that you being framed for killing a guy and then you know maybe watching a dude kill himself in front of you is probably bad and he's like Psh, yeah nah totally cool john i'm not gonna lie you're acting pretty unchill pretty unchill right now he insists that he's okay and that it's all in his rear view and uh, i love this reaction from mary uh just the meg donnelly is just killing it as, as mary campbell at this point i think um i thought i thought that drake roger was going to be the kind of star of the show as we got a few episodes of this mm. but for me meg donnelly has really come into her own as as mary winchester uh and her reaction of just like a like a rear view like it's like you're pretending like nothing's happening uh, nothing ever happened and john reacts to this with a little bit of, of violence like he's he slams his fist on the table he stands up and says i'm sorry if you're upset that i don't feel worse about this uh which is Damn. extremely passive aggressive yeah uh and bro you're being toxic as hell right now <laughs> he really is this is the classic this is, this john is, winchester yeah, this that we know 
Exactly. And they're showing it to us on purpose. This is a man who absolutely is is unable to. Not I don't think it that it's unwilling to. It is unable to deal with his shit. Yeah. He's he's just not emotionally mature enough at this point. Uh and as this gets to a kind of a, a peak, Carlos and Lata arrive and instantly recognize that something weird is going on. Uh, Lata makes it slightly more awkward by asking about it, as Carlos points out. Um, and then they they say they haven't found anything about Dean, but they have picked up the clown case. Uh, there's this great little moment that has to be scripted because it's so, it's it's shot and like they they will get a reaction shot for Mary but uh like as they're talking John is just stuffing his face with his sandwich and Mary just looks at him and is just like what the fuck <laughs> like what yeah, are you what doing? is going on with him <laughs> it's just so good uh, <laughs> he's just like it's just to show he's you know he's just coming on he's on, coming on tethered uh, John is of course upset that they may be accepting this case when in the middle of saving the world trying to find anything about about the Krita but Mary is like hey I mean we're not giving up like Ada and and or Millie and Betty are trying to clear a name Ada's got a lead on something that can kill him like in the meantime I think we can help this kid that got taken by a clown uh, and obviously it's just extremely very tense about all of this mm-hmm. and then we switch over to Ada uh, who we haven't seen in several episodes um, Ada approaches a door uh, the eye hole slides open. She's checked out. She's allowed inside where a bunch of women are dressed up in what like I associate as like flapper outfits. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, this how. is huge flapper energy. Huge flapper energy. Um, good, good, good. Roaring 20s all over this place. Mm-hmm. You know, not my favorite style in history, but you know, who am I to judge, right? Uh, she's led into, uh, on top of the flappitude, uh, there's also a lot of witchy shit going on. So it's kind of like yeah. Great Gatsby, but he was a witch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the vibe yeah. we're going actually, for. Actually, maybe I'm not a flapper hater. Maybe I'm a Great Gatsby hater. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just don't like the movie The Great Gatsby. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck, fuck Gatsby is what we're trying to say. Um, Gatsby is not one of my homeboys. I just wanted to say he that out loud. He is not on my list of homeboys. <laughs> He's, on my list of homeboys, it's Chris. My buddy Gary, nowhere is Gatsby to be found. That's the, Gatsby's no not voice. on there. Gatsby. Holden Caulfield, he's not on there. That's not on there. He's not on the there. The weird at all. narrator from Farewell to Arms, not making the list. John Read Winchester, your dead wife, bro. John Winchester, not my homeboy. Not my homie. <laughs> Carlos, he's home, a homie. Home, he's my homie. He's straight the homie. <clears throat> I don't remember. Now I'm distracted by homeboys. Anyway, uh, Ada uh, approaches this this game of, of witch poker. That's the only way that I can describe it, because it's the cards don't look like regular cards. They look like tarot cards that they're playing poker with, which makes no sense. But uh, I like that there's just a slight witchy twist on a standard game. Like, you know there's some, there's some magic involved here. And I feel like that's why, spoilers, Ada is really unable to win. I just this is a piece of me that's like the witches imbue whatever their their cards or whatever their magic is involved in this somehow and whoever it has the most powerful magic or whoever can out magic the other is the one who's going to come up on top there is no evidence of that but that's my hypothesis I agree with you because especially because this head witch um, who is obviously like uh, ruling this coven maybe I don't know if this is a coven or just like mm. these people or these two witches that she's sitting with are her coven uh, whatever. Uh, but she seems very condescending about Ada. She knows who Ada is. She knows all about her kind of earthy magic, which she's sort of kind of laughing down her down her nose about, uh, and just mentions the demon that she put in a plant very early on, so early on that I forgot about it and kept waiting for it to happen as we st- picked up recording again, and I had totally forgotten that it already had. So we've already talked about the, d- the time that she put a demon in a tree, and I just kind of forgot about the fact that we talked about yeah. it, which means that my memory is going great, Chris. 
<laughs> so everything is okay in Jeremy Land. Uh, it's all right. She's eventually allowed into the card game. Uh, she lays out her magic in the table, and then we switch back over to Hugo's, uh, the carnival, where uh, everybody loves a clown is playing over the scene, Chris, uh, which is just a little bit of a nod, maybe, uh, to the first time that clowns show up in Supernatural in the episode <laughs> called yeah. Everybody Loves a Clown. Yeah, uh, or it's, it, there's only like a handful of songs that have clowns in them, so this they just picked it because of that. So, yeah. They mentioned Bozo the Clown, which is either the most common clown name ever, or it's also mentioned in Supernatural, but I don't know, because I don't think about clowns. I have a healthy mind. Oh, oh okay, hold on. Well, hold on. I don't, <laughs> I have anything back. but a healthy mind, but it's not, you know, I'm twisted, but I'm not sick and twisted, you know what I mean? Oh, did you not watch Bozo the Clown growing up? No, I don't know what the fuck that is, and if you're gonna tell me, I'm gonna freak out. I mean, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just a guy named Bozo the Clown who had like a relatively uh, famous TV show. I don't can't remember if it no. was like public access or if they. It's got to be public access stuff. No. But like, he was just a he was just a very he's probably like the most famous clown besides the uh, one in the joke about the the the, the guy the Padalecki guy not Padalecki uh, <laughs> that would make that joke joke so much more fun, funny oh anyway if Pag, it's Padalecki the, cl- what, yeah, yeah, if it's yeah. Padalecki the clown goes to a doctor the doctor the doctor I am Jerry Padalecki <laughs> Sorry, I'm amusing myself now. Uh, yes. Anyway, um, there. All of the gang is here. The Scooby Gang here is here. Yeah, they're. Uh, <laughs> is it they interviewing this dude yet? I don't even know where we are anymore. <laughs> uh, they're talking. Um, they're. Oh okay, yeah. Uh, so they go. They go up to the first clown that they see, and yes. mm-hmm. they are like, "Hey, we're from the paper. We wanted to f- do a follow up interview." And he's like, "Listen, I already told them everything that I know. Anything else?" that we might know you weren't going to believe no one's going to take it seriously but you, you know that's music to their ears they love when people oh, say my that God, please tell if me you more. tell me that hey well the, the cops are going to take this seriously i go hey, hey sounds like my kind of thing sounds like our um, kind of thing and sure enough this dude indeed, lays out he, the yeah. whole story of limbo uh which yeah. is just very funny it's like oh this is a this is a clown from old by times. the way we have clown lore we have clown so. lore just so you know i don't know if y'all know that was a thing and they were like how do you know the word lore that's our thing <laughs> Um, yeah. it's funny when you see the word lore show up in other places and you go hmm. I, hmm. I saved a, a really dumb comic for you the other day um, that had something with lore I don't know if that I ever sent it to you but I meant to I don't know why I, I didn't just send it to you I don't know why I saved it but I'll have to find it um, and send it to you I don't know why I'm telling you this right now and I'm sorry the lore. Um, but this guy he lays down the lore and he gives us a good old fashioned urban legend about uh, a clown Limbo the Clown who drifts from carnival to carnival, luring people into his tent, and then they disappear forever. Yes. Uh, RP those guys. Sounds um, like our kind of thing. Sounds like our kind of thing. They decide to split up. Lata is going to go do some research. Barry is like, that's a good idea. Me and John are going to stay here, make sure nobody else gets limboed. And John says, actually, no, I'll go with Lata instead. Um, a little bit of tension. A little bit of tension. Also, I'm just... I'm. I'm I'm not happy about the tension, but I'm glad that John and Lata are are getting some scenes together because that definitely feels like an underutilized pair. Yes, a rare pair, if you will. A rare pair. A rare, a rare pair. pair. Uh, John and Lata are great together, and I like Carlos and Mary together a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we jump back. Oh, 
we get a very brief flash of our um of, of a dude who looks kind of freaky He's, oh yeah, he's, he's a sketchy dude for he's sure. Watching the, the, the it's really game. funny because he's not really doing anything. No, no, no. And no, like no. so far, the villains have been presented as clowns in this episode. <laughs> but the music when they show this random guy is so intense. Yeah, they're they're definitely trying to red hairing us with this dude. Yeah. It's it's very funny. Uh, we switch back over to the card game. Um, Ada goes all in. Uh, the other two players fold, but this main witch uh, decides to call. Ada lays down a full house, a game winning hand, if you ask me. But unfortunately. Some witchy shit has transpired, and the main witch has a straight flush. Uh, we get a lot more condensation, condensation, and uh, Ada begins to, uh, excuse me, Ada begs to be let back into the game, asking to borrow magic uh, because she is desperate to win powerful magic so that she can defeat the Akrita Queen. Uh, at the at hearing the word Akrita, every witch in the joint stops what they're doing and kind of comes over and surrounds them as this main witch is like, hey. Uh, you are not powerful enough to do that. Uh, you, there's no way that you could do it. Uh, if the invasion is happening and nobody knows when it's going to happen, uh, you should join a coven because the best thing that you can do is help your sisters help you and then like defend yourself and like kind of give it up for the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and Ada's like, absolutely not. I, I don't think that's cool. I've got like people, I've got like a son and they're like do you have a son like a full human son and she's like i don't that's a weird question to ask yeah. like why would you ask but actually that? no not full so, human. i mean not full human <laughs> no but like very that's a weird impersonal question to ask. i mean he's yeah. half gin but i don't think that's any of your business um no no ada is just cut it's like hey please like help me out and this witch says hey i'll make you a deal she brings out a seed and says if you can make this seed grow without earth or, or water uh just using magic I'll, I'll I'll give you the magic that you need. And I'm like, well, if you have the magic to defeat the Akrita Queen, then why wouldn't you use it? Well, you know what? Who cares? It yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't. Because having... the witches are just like, we're going to protect ourselves. We're going to you know, yeah. jo- join up with our covens and use dark magic to shield ourselves. Let the Akrita Queen do her thing, and then we'll hang out after. Uh, they're not interested in trying to, to face her. No. Uh, Ada concentrates, tries to make the seed grow. It looks like something's about to happen as it starts to shake on the table. And then she, you could tell like she just loses it. Like her concentration breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's about to get kicked out when she is approached by a hooded figure uh, who very quickly reveals herself to be the one and only Rowita. Ba, 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 ba. She's back. It's she- funny because like the second that you, well, first of all, you see her. She's so small. You go, yeah, that's Rowita. And then you hear her voice. You go, yep, that's oh, Rowita. Yeah, but yeah. then, then they, she pulls the hood off. It's still a fun reveal anyway. It is a fun reveal. I like it a lot. Um, I just can't believe that the Max app did me like that it just showed her in the thumbnail i think if you if you were because you were probably would have been like me like as soon as she walked into the witchy flapper flappitude area you'd be like well if they're gonna bring back rowena it's gonna right. be this episode right. like i was kind of on the lookout for it as soon as one I of saw. the few characters who can very easily just be in the story without having to do anything tricky yeah just slots right in like she's been she was around at this time and she looked about mm-hmm. the same like that's uh, there's no there's no weirdness there um we go back over to Lata, who has checked out every clown lore book at the library, uh, of which John is like, wow, there's a lot of Damn. clown lore. Um, there's like nine or ten books here. This is pretty odd. <laughs> this is kind of weird. Are we expected to read like all of this? Uh, 
John is kind of doubtful that this would work, and Lata puts everything to the side when she's like, hey, I need just wanted to check in. You've been going through a lot. And he says, is this you checking, or is this Mary? And she says, no, no, it's me. I'm, I'm your friend, and I'm, I'm worried about you. Uh, and because it's a TV show, the conversation just ends there, which is one of, like, a weird, like, <laughs> thing that TV shows do, and also, like, how nobody ever says goodbye to anybody. But, um, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, the conversation just ends, and Lata, like, nods like she's satisfied with an answer. And I'm like, he didn't say anything. <laughs> You guys did not have a conversation. What are did you not talk with? about this? What is going on? Uh, but I think I think maybe she just realizes like, oh, he just he did just take that in that I said I was his friend, and that probably is enough. That okay, give him a little while, maybe he'll start talking. Exactly. Yeah. He he doesn't though. So no, not at, not at all. <laughs> it uh, doesn't come up till he gets clowned. <laughs> Mary and Carlos are kind of gloomily walking through this carnival. And Carlos, of course, is like, you got to spill the beans. What's been going on? Uh, and she says that John is in denial and she doesn't know how to help him. And kind of in a weird emotional moment for Mary, she like jumps into his arms and like collapses in tears against his chest and hugs Carlos and says she's just so worried about John. Yeah, before it was revealed what she was doing, I had to turn to Jess and I was like, she doesn't normally act like this. <laughs> I This is a genuine, like this got it twice now. They got me on this twice. I got it. This got a genuine emotional reaction for me. I was like, oh. Uh, this is Mary, like who has this like a really really tough exterior, and who protects herself against these emotional connections, and but it's still you know is now having this connection with Carlos because they're old friends, and saying how much she's worried about her new BF, and and just having the genuine feels about it. And I was like, this is really nice, but it's all just a fake thing. She just she found the sketchy dude from earlier clocking them, so they were. <laughs> so she just wants to tell Carlos without it being yeah. obvious. And of course, Carlos we wipe, makes it. We're wiping away, wiping away our tears. Like, okay, well, um, okay. So you that's... obviously, I was a little bit <laughs> okay. more into this than you were. That's fine. <laughs> Fool me once, fine. Totally all right, fine. Uh, so Carlos sees this dude, uh, and the dude sees Carlos see him. So they have to chase them down, and so they they run off to a car chase, not a car chase, but a foot race. Um, meanwhile, Lata has found some mentions of Limbo in a book, uh, and it just lays out what Limbo is. One of the things that I think is so funny about this show is that they don't really. It's just like, oh, we need to find a book. Oh, here's the name of the monster in this book, and here's the monster's complete story. <laughs> like we just got yeah. everything. All right, sweet, perfect. <laughs> uh, it's it's like living in a perfect world because it feels like either they're way better at this than Sam and Dean ever were, or like they're they just they're just getting incredibly lucky because it's like, yeah, here's Limbo. He's from the twenties. Uh, he was in a carnival that went under during like the Dust Bowl period of American history, and then he made a deal with an occultist looking for a spell that would make him happy forever and forget all of his problems. Which that's all in the book. <laughs> is that in? Th- that was just in the library. Like is that what, on his Wikipedia page. What, like, what? book is this? <laughs> what yeah. is it? The close and personal history of Limbo the Clown. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny, man. I, I love this show. So Within much. the universe of this show, anything can just be found in a book. I love it. Imagine if, the, imagine if that was true for our world, Chris. Wow. I should go to the library. <laughs> Carlos and Mary chase uh, this dude, and uh, Mary does a flying tackle, which looks super cool, uh, making up for the tears she was shedding earlier. Yeah. Uh, and they found out very quickly that this is not a bad guy. This is instead a dude who is also looking for Limbo. This is just like some poor innocent sap who just got hit by a linebacker. <laughs> this, is, this is Claire. Very small, but she's all muscle. Who just suffered a knee <laughs> she's injury. She's like a bullet. <laughs> getting tackled by Mary yeah. Campbell. Yeah, he just blew his uh, ACL. Clarence looking for his younger brother, Roger, and will never walk around. Right again, thanks to Mary. Now he's looking for a doctor. (laughs) 
just sitting there out of breath like, Jesus Christ, girl. I know I ran, but that wasn't an invitation. You could have just called me. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he says that his brother was taken 30 years ago. Uh, we skip ahead a little bit so they can get the Scooby gang together. Uh, and Clarence tells them all uh, what happened to Roger, which is uh, their parents passed away. Uh, he didn't know how to help Roger deal with his grief, so instead he took Roger to the carnival, which, as somebody who's lost a fair amount of important people in his life, sounds like the worst time to go to a carnival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just looking around and thinking about it, great times that you probably had with the people in your life that were closest to you, and just looking at everybody happy and feeling alone seems like a really bad time. Not, yeah, not, wouldn't, wouldn't be my first choice. No. But uh, this was 30 years ago, so that's what, the uh, 40s? Oh my god, the 40s? The 40s, Chris. Yeah. He was 18 in the 40s, and he wasn't fighting to defend our country. What were you doing home, What brother? were you doing home? <laughs> I'm telling you, he had a leg injury, which Mary just exasperated 30 years yeah. later. Exasper- oh, yeah. Exasperated? Exasperated. Whatever. That's you got it. Um, Roger obviously wasn't having a super good time, so he ran off. Uh, and uh, because a little girl told him that Limbo got him, Clarence believes that Limbo got him. And he's been spending the next 30 years collecting information about Limbo. Um, Instead of fighting to defend the country. That's fine. And all I'm, all I'm going to say I'm not, is... I'm not pro-draft. I'm just anti-this guy. <laughs> yeah, you're just anti-draft dodger, right? Like, that's the thing? <laughs> just, that's just, I just want to know what his story is. What's your excuse, brother? I also want to say that um, he's real lucky that this ended up being the right thing like imagine spending oh, 30 yeah, years chasing 30 down years. Yeah. limbo the yeah. clown to find out that there was no limbo the clown anywhere <laughs> no not great um lata believes that based on this information that limbo is targeting his victims looking for people who are trying to ignore the problems uh and just be happy so uh, most people she has fortunately id'd the <laughs> occultist that limbo dealt with 50 years ago yeah. <laughs> somehow i don't care how it's just lata is just a, a goddess of lore at this point and yeah. it's fantastic um Clarence, meanwhile, wants to turn over all of his limbo lore, and uh, so Carlos and Lata go to deal with that, while John and Mary will stay behind again to make sure that nobody gets uh, limboed. And John was like, I definitely don't want to stay. Okay, you're going to make me stay. All right, sure, fine. It's fine. Whatever. We're cool. It's okay. Is there sandwiches here? Did anybody have a yeah. funnel cake? I just want a funnel cake. And John <laughs> Give is me some funnel cakes. E- eating through his grief now at this point in his life. Um, all right. Cut back over to Ada. And we realize that her and Rowena have made this deal. She's uh, Ada, uh, Rowena says that the men of letters stole her grimoire and Ada gives her said grimoire back. And then this is the point where she's like, hey, okay, I'll give you the grimoire. Now give me the spell that I need to defeat the Akrita. Turns out this was all a lie. There was no grimoire. Rowena just wants wanted an excuse to get past the wards that the men of letters had set up so she was allowed to to come in and what she's really here is for the demon trapped in the plant um love this a lot because it really sets you up as a supernatural fan of oh yeah she's been chasing this grimoire forever it's part of part and parcel of like what her storyline is in supernatural but no she's not worried about that at all it's a it's a pretty nice little fake out uh, we jump back to John and Mary, and John is being immediately ag- extremely aggressive. Like, okay, you've got me here alone. What are you going to do? Grill me? Tell me how much it's, I should be feeling more? And Mary is like, actually, you know what? I feel, feel like I know exactly what's going on. Um, and she says that listening to Clarence talk about Roger made her realize that 
you know, John has been focusing on their relationship, treating this trip like a fan- vacation as an escape away from all of mm-hmm. his issues and problems. And John hears this and in that like classic kind of relationship way that you do flips it. It's like, well, what about you? You're doing the same thing. You haven't signed up for college. You haven't talked about the life after hunting. How is that even going to work if I'm still hunting? Well, I had to fucking break you out of jail yeah, I've three been days ago fucking john busy and i i haven't had time to go to the post office and deliver my acceptance letter or whatever the hell yeah i broke you out of jail and then fled the town i don't know if you remember that all of these things happened concurrently like i haven't been yes. home um but also she says like hey i'm i'm out here saving the world and he's like well that's just exactly what i'm talking about like you're just more con- you just put everything in your own life off to do that and then she as she leaves he's like yep that's that just prove my point like just whatever so it's kind of like their big first relationship fight which is very mm-hmm. cute uh it's a little early to be fighting like this but you know they got a lot going on they got it's a big they got, they got a lot <laughs> of world on like their a, shoulders this is like an angry fight you yeah. know what i mean uh don't play them weight of the world from the near soundtrack because i think they both would start crying i think they'd crumble yeah yeah, yeah i think that would be it um during all of this as mary is talking away she looks down at the ground and finds ta-da a limbo ticket uh, and then Mary is like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go find this tent by myself because I just can't, I can't be bothered to deal with you right now. Um, and yeah. it's, and she does. She almost immediately finds the tent and it's like, I'm going in and she radios John cause they've got walkie talkies. Um, huge, huge walkie talkies. Walkie talkies. You uh, know, there's something that, that Sam and Dean always did because every episode they'd have brother drama. Uh, but when they were on the case, they could immediately switch back into work mode mm-hmm. where somebody would be like, Oh shit! Okay, Sammy, we got to do the double brother bluff. Even though we're beefing, we can still double brother bluff, and that's exactly what she's doing here. They're having these relationship issues, but the second that something comes up, she's like, oh, "Hold on, John, I I see this. I'm going in." Yeah. Now, obviously, she's being reckless. I think because they've just been fighting, and she, you know, she's desperate to kind of dive headfirst into something. Um, but even just taking that second to be like to radio him and tell him is shows me that there is still that level of professionalism with her. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, this is, I, I like all of this characterization of Mary. Mm-hmm. It, it really, to me, plays into a lot of the existing Mary stuff. And I'm a big Mary fan, so in general. Yeah. Uh, John catches up with her just in time to watch her go into the tent that he can't see. So to him, it just looks like she disappears into thin air. Um, yeah. He goes back to tell Carlos and Lata about this, and Lata's kind of confused. Like this does this works against their theory. Like Mary wasn't upset when it happened, uh, and John He's gets like, this well. look on his face, and Carlos <laughs> is like, "Fuck off, buddy! What did you yeah. do?" Yeah. Uh, I love that Carlos is is relatively defensive of uh, Mary. It's just a very good relationship. Because yeah. um, when it comes to friendships, of course, Carlos is everybody's friend. He's John's friend as well, mm-hmm. but he has known marry way longer and so when it comes to them being in a relationship mary is his friend and john is his friend's boyfriend you know like there's a slight shift in the dynamic so he's defending mary here um Lata has some ideas. She tracked down the information about the occultists and found out that uh, all of Limbo's magic comes from a dark magic mirror. Um, once you stare into this mirror, you get clowned up. Then you can never unclown yourself until somebody convinces you to worry about their problems again. Um, which, I don't know, man. <laughs> as, a, as a way to solve things. Like, hey, you've got problems, you need to deal with them. Is a real funny kind of, I don't know. The whole yeah. soul yeah. episode is really like face your fears kind of thing. But I, I just, mm-hmm. I, it's just very funny. Um, they, Carlos is like, oh, they're like, oh, hey, we got to go, we got to go break Mary out of this thing. How are we going to get in? And Carlos is like, oh, easy. Clarence has a ticket, um, which I think is also very good. Uh, yeah, and, a vintage ticket. Yeah, yeah, from the 60s, maybe. 
yeah. Rowena, meanwhile, uh, is an absolutely in awe and in love with the demon tree. Uh, yeah, she says so much evil in such a small package. I was like, are you talking about yourself? Are you talking about yourself, girl? <laughs> or just your boyfriend? Uh, she She tells... Ada that she really wants this demon in a tree for information about her son. Uh, and of course, Ada can't hear the word son without like telling everybody that she has a half shin baby. She's like, well, I have a son too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's nobody yeah. cares, Ada. Like, nobody stop. asked, Ada. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Ada, but nobody asked. Um, he was only on one episode. Rowena's been on like 16. Now, <laughs> sorry. Are, what, what's like the present state of demons at this point? Because back in season one of Supernatural, they had never encountered a demon prior to the plane episode. Um, and then later on, they of course, that's all they fight. Um, but I wonder if back in the 70s, getting a hold of demons was much more difficult. You know, the gates of hell hadn't been opened yet, or they just weren't as prevalent up on Earth. I don't know. Because the idea of her finding this specific demon for a specific reason is something. But her just trying to track down a demon and hearing about, oh, there's this this demon stuck in a plant. Um, now, of course, that's a, that's a very willing or... Um, it's a subject that cannot resist her in any way because it's in a plant. Yeah. But also the idea of it just being like the only demon around that she's heard of that she could track down is also interesting to me. Yeah, I think uh, so based on the information that we know, like obviously John knew stuff about demons before season one. Season mm-hmm. semen one is what I just said. Jesus semen Christ. One, yeah, yeah. Before season one. That's uh, what we call Dean. <laughs> semen. Sam uh, is season Sam is semen too. <laughs> Um, and in this, like the witches at the beginning of the episode were like, oh, you were the, you were the witch that trapped a demon in a tree instead of sending them back to hell where they belong. Uh, so I have the, I have to imagine at, at least this is in my head that all of their, all of the demon interactions are like either you kill it and then the demon just smokes away to a different body or smokes away back to hell. If you exercise it, nobody at this point, I think probably had the ability to question a demon. And as, and this, so this is probably the first time that, uh, Rowena had the ability to like ask a demon anything about her son, which of course we know to be Crowley, uh, the, the infamous character from supernatural will Crowley show up in the next episode. Who knows? I I doubt it, but I would love for him to. <laughs> he seemed like he was really unhappy with Supernatural when he left. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. maybe this is the way to get him back in. Uh. Um, but all of that uh, is just mere speculation because uh, Ada is like, hey, if you just give me the magic, you promise me you can have the tree and you can just go. And of course, Rowena is like, yeah, or maybe you can't stop the Akrita because you're not powerful enough, but you're not even powerful enough to stop me. And as Rowena picks up the the demon tree to leave ada lashes out and roots spring up out of the ground uh breaking all of the water pipes underneath this floor it's immediately what my dumbass brain thinks uh roots (laughs) spring out of the ground wrap themselves around romina's feet and holds her in place so ada's got the magic she just had to be angry enough to use it uh unfortunately romina has magic too her eyes glow purple in that classic romina color and she blasts ada across the room and knocks her into the wall like hard yeah Uh, in a different world it would have been really cool to see like future seasons uh have ada use more of this like earth magic i think the roots look really cool it's going more towards like what D D type magic rather than supernatural's magic but because it's so different i just thought it was really cool i think schools of magic is a lot of fun to get into and i like the idea of uh being a witch isn't just necessarily like being classic witchy in supernatural yeah. like you could and do- i think it's like okay well everybody goes down like the dark 
magic path because maybe that's on its face the most powerful form of magic um, or most destructive form of magic, right? But then somebody who does this other branch, this other school of magic, having different abilities and having that manifest in different ways uh, could have been really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Earth magic, always fun. Uh, meanwhile, back at the carnival, the Scooby gang hold, all hold on to the ticket at the same time. The tent becomes visible and they all walk in together. Um, as they're exploring this place, no chuckles from the Scooby gang, by the way. They're not, no no clown behavior. No one's chuckling. So that was just that, that one dude's just weird that behavior. Just John sees the door, immediately goes in. The door closes behind him, separating him away from the rest of the gang. And uh, John is now trapped in the in the Hall of Mirrors. Uh, oh. Yeah, he decides to cover his eyes to avoid looking into the mirror because, of course, the mirror is where the, you know, the dark magic is stored. Um, couldn't help but, like, notice the fact that he's not, he's trying to not face reality and he's literally covering his eyes. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little weird and we'll get to it in a minute. But the resolution of this does not come from John or Mary. Yeah. Which is I like it. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just the thematic undertones of, like, John literally covering his eyes, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. right? Just, like, not looking at the things that are around him and instead just pretending that things are going to be happy because that's what he tries to do. Uh, unfortunately, Limbo shows up immediately afterwards uh, and says, like, oh, hey, it, you were ready for some fun? Uh, I do love that John just immediately, like, kicks his ass. I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and classic clown behavior. The clown's just laughing this off. And it's like, hey, you know, I'm not a violent guy. I just want everybody to be happy. You need me as much as anybody. Yeah. Uh, John tries to cover his eyes again and look for Mary. And this time, like, Limbo is just teasing him throughout. Uh, I, I just this is probably a good time as any to mention that the actor that does Limbo is really good. Like I didn't, I was just yeah, yeah, surprised, and I went, went looking on IMDb and been in a ton of stuff, including like Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, oh, but, wow. but just like kind of randomly great Limbo clown actor for some reason. Like I just like this dude for some reason. Uh, yes, sometimes they just nail it. Before he has to look very far, uh, Mary pops out around the corner, and he's found her. Yay! Uh, unfortunately, Mary has been clowned. She, she's, she's all clowned up. She's dude. clowned up. She doesn't have the makeup on, uh, but she says that they can't leave. She wants to stay with John where there's no problems. We can be happy in Limbo's tent forever. And she mentions, the, and John says, none of this would be real. Like, it's not going to mean anything. And he, she's like, look, just look in the mirror. It's right behind me. And you can, you know, you can be happy with me forever. And John looks away from her, and unfortunately, it was a trick uh, and a little bit of misdirection. So he looks right in the mirror that is, was behind him, instantly mm-hmm. clowned up. And I wonder, it's like, what, what was the message here? Instead of looking away from the problem or trying to get away, should he just have kept staring at Mary and tried to break through to her and to try to face that head on with her? Yeah. Uh, because it seems like f- it's just he ends up. Yeah, I guess he just ends up looking into the into the mirror falling away from reality but he was already covering his eyes so there's just a lot to unpack with john here but uh he failed no matter how you slice it yeah uh i feel like this moment it should have been the moment that he reached out to mary and um we're gonna get the moment later that he like apologizes to her and kind of recognizes his behavior a little bit this would have been great this would have been the moment he should do that right but he doesn't Uh, which which i like even better from a narrative perspective of him like not having to having to get there like having to go through Mm -hmm. the the process of learning it um i'll just comment now uh that mary's clown makeup looks really fucking good like she looks absurdly great as a clown <laughs> i don't yeah. know what it just is. said the same thing she said everybody else looked bad but mary looked yeah good. <laughs> yeah and there was something weird about gruffy uh scruffy john Winchester. Yeah, we didn't talk about the fact that john has facial hair in this episode yeah, because yeah. he's now yeah. like he's on he's on the run he's on the run man he's got a, he's got facial hair he can't damn no time to shave this is dark john 
This is Dark Jedi John. Uh, he looks in the mirror, but his face becomes all clowned up. He, we see tears rolling down uh, his eyes, and then he begins to laugh. Uh, it's very, it's very funny to me. Um, John also looks pretty good as a clown. I was pretty tipsy, and I made a pretty egregious tweet that's still up that I probably should delete. Uh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I, I, said, I said that John Winchester in clown makeup could get it, um, which hopefully <laughs> that's not that's not that's fine. Is that is that okay? I mean, I put it. I I, I, I like made a gif. To make sure people understood what I was talking it's fine. about, <laughs> that's not problematic. Do you, do, you, do you want to see the gift though? Like I can send it to I you. Guess, I guess. <laughs> well, maybe I'll change my tune once I see the gift. Maybe, maybe the gift will break it for you. Um. <laughs> oh God, it hasn't sent yet, so I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm okay. Just... Well, well, that'll pop up in a couple of minutes, and it'll be fun. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Is that him? Oh yeah, that's him. That's from a little oh, bit later boy. in the episode. Yeah, he, he can... looks like he's in a Panic at the Disco music video. Maybe that's um, my thing. I changed now. my mind. It is. It is problematic. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, everybody. Clown John can no longer get it. <laughs> can no longer get it. That offer has been rescinded. Um, Carlos and, R- and Lata are confronted by a literal clown car full of dozens of clowns. I love that Carlos's reaction is, "Oh, gross! <laughs> oh, no, gross! No." <laughs> It's so good. It's the perfect reaction, and we're going to learn soon that these are all of these clowns getting out of the clown car are the the previous victims yes. of of Limbo. These are the people who have been taken in, and as we learned in the lore earlier, only one of them has to crack for this entire illusion to break and for Limbo to be destroyed, which is a pretty fragile uh, illusion you've got going. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty fragile. The uh, school of clown magic is not as powerful as earth magic or dark magic. Well, this this is what happens when you don't have your own magic. Like he went to an he went to yeah, a third party and the third party gave him third like party magic, some yep. okay magic. Like he did It's like using a Mad Cat's controller to try and, you know, 100%, use your PS3 or, or, yeah. or your submarine. <laughs> or your submarine. I was going to go be there immediately. So I'm glad you got there before me. Um they try to escape. The door is gone. They're they're, they're completely encased in this clown tent. Uh Limbo arrives, John and Mary behind them. Uh, the clowns are all approaching uh, uh, Carlos and Lata as they make a quick run for the clown car. Uh, and they get in, they lock the doors, they're quickly surrounded, and then boom, there's a scared, or not really a scared, there's a very scary child clown. I hate child clowns, Chris. I'm not, I don't really. I mean, you know, I hate clowns, I hate childs, I hate child clowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't like any of the combinations <laughs> Childs. Of these uh, this is Roger. Clarence's brother um, and Carlos immediately tries to connect to Roger realizing that if they break through to Raj then they can get through to the rest of these and uh, tries to bond with him about losing his parents which of course Carlos did as well uh, and as Carlos begins to talk about his brother uh, you know trying to be there for him uh, following him for all of these years never giving up on him loving him uh, Roger's smile begins to fade uh, and Roger begins to cry, and as he does so, we go outside to Limbo in a pretty decent, like CGI kind of thing. Uh, as Limbo breaks apart, and a big flash of light occurs, and then boom, no more tent, no more clowns. All of the people are put back uh, to what they were wearing at the time of their clown abduction. Clown abduction? Yeah, which clown is cool. Abduction? Like you, hey, you get your life back, right? Like he's still like a little ten-year-old ah. boy, but. 
it's it's up to 50 years di- yeah, displacement the time in time displacement is, and they don't worry about it like the episode does not check in on this like they yeah. don't they well, were... yeah no because the gang is like we're not unpacking that that's their problem to deal with which <laughs> yeah. definitely feels like that's a lot there should be a resource out there to help people save um, the people hunted the thing went home <laughs> my three checkboxes like home. i'm done i'm done yeah. people like to, to be thing to be a 10 year old boy displaced in time like yes he's 30 years in the future that's a lot but you're 10 you're still going to grow up in this in this new world, right? And now your older brother is basically your dad. So he's that kid's going to be fine. But there was like a woman in her 20s back there. Like there's some older people who are just like, I don't even know how society functions anymore. Yeah. How am I supposed to go on and be an adult now, you know? There's a, um, I can't, man, don't you hate when there's like a, a, a show with a premise that matches what you're talking about, but you can't say anything about it because it's the, 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 the fucking huge reveal <laughs> the at the end of the season. Yeah. Like, so I can't even, uh, even mentioning the name of the show at this point would be a huge spoiler. But the, I, I saw a, a piece of media recently that kind of had this thing where a dude grows up time displaced um, and he grows up to be kind of like a, just a really emotionally unavailable <laughs> dude. Perfect. <laughs> and it was just, and it makes sense because he's probably like confused like he didn't realize yeah. that he was time displaced for a while so anyway um all of these time displaced people are here yay uh meanwhile ada wakes up uh and rowena is there she rowena has laid her out on a couch which is very nice offering her some tea which at least she could do after fucking blasting, <laughs> blasting her into a stone wall head first feet away uh yeah. ada refuses the tea good 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 practice there um and rowena says hey this was all ab- absolutely a test i was just curious if you were powerful enough to join my coven, uh, she doesn't. Rowena doesn't believe that this, these Akrita can be stopped, um, and she doesn't really know exactly when they're going to be coming through. But she knows that it ha- involves the five planets being aligned. She kind of mentions that mm-hmm. casually. Uh, eventually, she gives Ada the piece of magic which she's, that she's been looking for, which is this crystal, and says the crystal needs an ingredient to power up a piece of her own soul. Only a matter of time before soul currency came back into this. Now, soul currency was never my favorite thing in Supernatural, Same. but that is part of the lore. You know what I mean? And to bring it back here does not bother me because I'm like, okay, this this raises the stakes and this definitely ties things into the way things worked in Supernatural. It's um just to finish this Rowena plot out. She says, if you survive this, look me up. I have so much to teach you. Uh, and then she disappears. Classic Rowena style. Yeah. Love it. Love Classic. it. Love it. Also, killer 1970s dress. Like, never, never, mm. never failing on the dress. Um, <laughs> it is, it does make me like, I'm not going to do this because um, I don't want to. But it makes me feel like I want to go back and figure out when soul magic was happening for because for some mm-hmm. reason like my mind is telling me that rowena was not familiar with soul magic at the time in the main show when, Maybe. It's, when it started coming up um but also like doesn't really matter who cares like i'm not I'm i think not it's around it. season six that they started weaponizing maybe so souls yeah. but i wasn't sure if it was monster souls or humans the angels were always harvesting so it just because all that all those pollens just they all blend sucked together. yeah yeah they all they all just got <laughs> they were good. not fun um Rowena disappears. Uh, we see Clarence in the background uh, of the time displaced people hugging Roger. Yay, they're back. Uh, John thinks Carlos for saving them. It's a good moment. Um, Lata asks if they remember anything. And Mary says, yeah, actually, it was kind of nice. And John looks over, like, confused. And Carlos is like, grabs Lata and is like, we need, we need to go. They're about to have a moment. Um, yeah. John says that um, he doesn't say it in these words, but he says basically that uh, being a clown made him realize that Mary was right. 
And I think that future husbands out there, if you could admit being a clown makes your wife right, you got a you got a long marriage on your hands. Like if you can put those words <laughs> together, you're doing well, my friends. Like they, these are the words that you need to say, because you probably will be. Like I'm just gonna say this. Like as as dudes, we're gonna clown ourselves quite often. It's happened to me innumerable times in my marriage. Yeah, so. I'm always clowning myself. Oh yeah, yeah. You clowned yourself this morning by watching the clown episode of TV in front of your fiance. That's like, right. Yeah, that's, that's right. clown behavior, Chris. I'm just gonna say that. Like clownish, clownish behavior of me. Uh, but John says, "Hey, like you can't. That you had to know that was like not." good it's like she's like don't you want to like not have problems and he's like no no i'm i'm okay like we need to we need to do this stuff together like i I'm, i apologize you were right uh i've been ignoring things because it was easier i shouldn't have been mean to you or been angry with you uh and everything is all good that's it boom perfect done problem solved everybody's happy forever uh no no more no more winchesters this is where the episode ends this is it Thank you. Uh, Millie runs up. She she drives up to the carnival. Yeah, she pulls up to this carnival. I'm like, how do you even know we were here? First off, and, um, and second off, did you just get this fucking Bronco wax? This is a fine yeah, fucking Bronco, my this friend. Is a fine. Where bronco. where are the guns? Yo ma, <laughs> yo ma, where'd you put the guns up in the Bronco? I don't know what yo, accent ma, that was. Where'd you get the Bronco, ma? This is uh, probably my father's favorite vehicle in the world. Like this is the thing. Oh yeah. We would we would be driving down the road and he would point out like an old broken down Bronco and he'd be like, I'm gonna pick that up and, and and he never has like he's never owned one but he's like i'm gonna get one of those and fix it up one day uh and even today like i send i send him pictures all the time and he, he's like oh where'd you see it and i'm like you know fucking <laughs> vernon parish and he's like oh we'll give it get a price for it and i'm like i'm not gonna do that <laughs> that's really funny. absolutely that's really like funny. you're not gonna i'm not gonna call a guy like that's not gonna happen <laughs> um anyway this bronco is very cool uh they and she has good news they found a witness uh for something something doesn't matter but it's gonna clear john's name everybody's happy uh also ada has oh yeah somebody saw like kyle what time he he entered the garage and they could confirm that the police call was made before he got there so yeah okay it's funny to me and i don't care how easily this is brushed off but like even just like a smattering of experience with law enforcement you would know that they would just not care about this witness like they would just no. lie they'd be like, like no we, we already got our guy yeah like, we've got the dude he had blood all over him it was his knife and we he have... escaped so like he's still definitely our guy yeah, yeah and then he ran away so yeah that's definitely i don't care what any witness says like that's our guy um but it doesn't matter everybody goes back to the hangout uh, where Ada fills them in on everything that Rowena said, except for the soul magic part. She keeps mm-hmm. that one close to her chest. Uh, unfortunately, she's not smart enough to figure out the planetary maps. And because there's not Google, you can't just look up, like, when's the next time the planets will be in alignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lata can, because she's super smart. Yeah. And, she, and she does it in, like, ten seconds. And she says, the it's already begun. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And that's the end of the episode. When will the, end. the planets be in alignment next? Presumably, um, oh, you mean in real life? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. It's, well, next episode for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Um, planetary. This can be colloquially called a planetary parade, and the next alignment of the f- three planets is January twenty seventh, twenty twenty four. We're gonna get powerful by then. All right. So five planet alignment. Let's go to Forbes. Um. Oh, we missed this one. This was June seventeenth. 2023 an alignment of saturn neptune jupiter uranus and mercury will be visible in the eastern Dude. sky we missed this we could have we could have gained so much planetary energy i feel like we really missed up here chris i'm not gonna yeah. be honest i'm gonna be honest with yeah. you Let's see planetary clusters uh-oh here we go Are you ready we have plenty of time for the next one the next okay. golden conjunction will take place on september 8th 2040 
Okay. That's plenty um, of time to power up. We got plenty of time. Yeah. That's like what? 17 years from now? That's about as long as it takes um, Goku to go Super Saiyan in the in the anime. So I'm pretty Super okay. Saiyan 3? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It takes, <laughs> it takes him 16 years to do it, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I've been watching a lot of Goku. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I... If you Google Goku Super Saiyan 3, it's really fucking funny the way that he looks. But that's not important. <laughs> no, no. What's, what Winchesters, is... they're doing it. We've we've prepped for the, for the final battle, which I, it better be the fucking final battle. Dean Winchester better show up mm-hmm. because we only get one episode of this television show left. Uh, I'm curious if he doesn't, has the show failed? Do I think? don't know. I don't know. I, Depends on I what mean, happens. yes, because if they don't, if they don't resolve the, the plot, then that means that it's left unfinished. They need to have something explained. Even if it's like, Hey, I still have more to do. I think Dean needs to explain himself or his plan needs to be laid out in some fashion. And if it isn't, then we're kind of just left like, okay, what was it all for? Um, so I need to know, is this a different timeline? What is what is he doing? What is he trying to accomplish? And uh, and if we don't learn that, then I think it's just a, a lost opportunity. I mean, this whole thing kind of feels like a lost opportunity. The more of these episodes we see, the more that I wish that there was going to, to be another season and that they would get another chance to tell more stories. Um, but yeah, I think we, we have to resolve the Secreta thing and we have to resolve the Dean thing. Okay. I um, And specifically on this episode, I think I'm really dissatisfied with the way that they're doing all of this emotional work with John Winchester. Um, I think Mm -hmm. his relationship with Mary continues to develop. I really liked that they split up the team a little bit. So we got some John Lata, Mary Carlos action. Like I mentioned, Um, somehow they made a good episode around clowns. Not somehow, not sure how they did that. They got a good clown and they did lots of good goofy clown stuff, I guess, but like they didn't lean into it. There's one moment. um, God, where did I put it in my notes? And I forgot to mention that there's one moment where I I think it's the, the main the, the the like normal clown i guess uh, where he's explaining the limbo stuff to the the scooby gang where he like mentions something and like there's this like real like in the background just a sound effect of like a clown horn but like a terrifying clown <laughs> horn which is maybe the goofiest thing in the whole episode which congratulations that's a, that's an accomplishment so yeah 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 i thought it was a great episode rowita being here continues the trend of uh supernatural guest stars coming in and just doing their thing and not really like taking over the plot or anything just being like oh hey like this is a normal time for this person to show up and they're doing the normal stuff that i would imagine their character doing like it's not like oh now we have rowena here we can win the day it's just no we got some weird magic from rowena and she's on the hunt for crowley which makes sense given that what we know about rowena so yeah um it would have been uh it would have been nice to have a future where they could do more of these um guest star integrations because it's like you said, been been done in a very effective way. It doesn't steal the show, but it makes you a little happy to see them. Yep. Uh, maybe we can find some de-aged uh, Bobby. <laughs> almost said Bobby Winchester. Yeah, please, please. Jesus Christ, Bobby Singer. Um, Meet a young Bobby. Have you seen pictures of young Bobby? I can't remember the actor's uh, name now off the top of my head. So. Uh, he was an extremely, extremely handsome hunk. Like, it's, Hell yeah. It's remarkable. Last thoughts, Chris. Um, none. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We very much appreciate it. Thank you for the people reaching out, interacting with us on social medias. If you want to get your, us your thoughts and feelings on the Winchesters, please email us at monsteroftheweekpodcast at gmail.com. You can also DM us on other random social media. Uh, we will try to obtain that, put it in our, in our feedback document, and then read it aloud to you on the final episode, along with a guest, which should be super-duper exciting. Uh, we're very much looking forward to that. 
what's next after the Winchesters, you ask, for Monster of the Week? We're going to be launching mm-hmm. a new podcast. We are not ready to tell you what it is yet. Uh, oh. And you should probably expect a little bit of a break from your boys afterwards. Um, we're After the finale episode and our feedback episode, we're probably going to take a couple of weeks off. Uh, knowing Chris and I, we won't. We will actually probably continue to record once or twice a week. Yeah. We just won't be releasing <laughs> episodes, so it's not going to be a vacation at all. Which we've literally, I don't think, ever done ever, except for maybe once or twice, <laughs> like so, yeah. in the last eight or yeah. nine years. Uh, but thank you everybody for listening, and we will be back soon. Um, bye. Goodbye. Hello, Chris Mosier. This is, this is Jeremy Greer. Hello. Hi. How are you, sir? Are you are you alive? Are you okay? I'm a little, I'm a little beat up. A little beat up? A little bruised? Because I left the house. <laughs> left the house, went and had some beers in the park with the yep. with the ball game, did some American Yeah, I went to a bunch of little old-fashioned ball game. Dude, I, they took me out to the ball game. It took you out to the fucking ball game, man. It sounds um, like it took you out. Am I right? It took me out because the Red Sox performed so poorly. Um, word, word. That, no, actually, I had, it had a great time. They got their asses kicked, but I had a great time. Um, I think more than just drinking, which I didn't drink even that much. Maybe maybe I had like six beers. I don't know. Um, <laughs> six beers is nothing at a ballpark. Like you're there. Right. I mean, I think it, for people at home, they're being like, oh, six beers. That's a lot of beers. Like it's well, they were, not, And they were at, tall boys. <laughs> at, a, at a ballpark. That is that is like a, you, I think you automatically get like two beers. at a ball, Like you walk in and you're negative two beers. Right. Well, like, see, the people the people in front of me or this one guy in front of me, I think he got probably 10. And then the people behind me, they were going up. Every time they were ordering two, saving one for later, saving one for later, because uh, I didn't realize the the bar closed at seven. I couldn't even buy water after seven or the seventh inning. Sorry, not seven o'clock. The seventh inning. Um, so the seventh inning hits. I'm like, I'm gonna go hit the bar. There's no line. This rules. And the guy's like, Yeah, dude, we're closed. I was like, Fuck. That's why everybody was saving up. Um, <laughs> that makes. I makes think what takes took sense. it out of me even more was just first of all, it's just sitting in the sun all day because you know I don't go out much. Um, and just like the angle I was sitting at, like crane in my neck, like my neck hurts today, my back hurts. Um, just it was just tiring in a, in a good way. It was a, a good tiring experience. But I woke up and I was like, "Fuck!" Definitely didn't drink enough water yesterday. Definitely didn't eat enough. <laughs> but I'm all right. I'm fine. You you survived, and you're ready. Yeah. To talk about the Winchesters. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's funny going to a baseball game. I just don't. I mean, I've never. I haven't been since since high school, or I don't know, eighth grade something. And, uh, you know, I don't go to a lot of sporting events. That's not usually my jam. As I've said, we've been watching baseball. Don't know why. This year in particular, they changed the rules a little bit so that, like, there's a there's a pitch clock. And, like, they have to pitch much, much faster. Games uh, are much shorter, which definitely makes it more uh, approachable to sit in front of the TV with my Switch playing Stardew Valley watching a baseball game. You know what I mean? That's oh, a perfect yeah. combo right there. Dude, drink I, a couple beers, you know? That's that's a good Saturday to me. It's a good Saturday. We uh we do we do a lot of that with uh uh 
American football. No, soccer. We do that a lot with soccer. Just like, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. hey, it's on in the background, and we're going to you know, do something else while we're watching it and like look up And then the if big the moments. game gets good, then you get you get wrapped up in it. It's a great time. Yeah. yeah it's just it's good background stuff. I don't. I will never be the type of person that is like, let me watch this from forward to back with my full attention yeah. and get like really upset about a passing play of, of, right, or whatever. Right. Like, I'm just not going to be that person. But Jess and I can do it if I think if we're together. But the weekend that she was away recently, I was like, yeah, I'll sit down and watch the baseball game. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's really only fun when I'm with her. <laughs> I've tried the same thing with uh, soccer. And every once in a while, it works for me. Like, I'll be like, oh, this is this is an okay time. Uh, but most of the time, I'm just like, meh. Um, I'll just, yeah. like, I can play a video game right now. What am I doing right. with my life? When you have the option to play a video game, it's hard to pass up. <laughs> Got to go for the video game option. Speaking of, I, uh, I put more time into Remnant 2. Uh, Should I be playing this game? Uh, you should be playing this game with me. Is what should be happening. Okay. I will. Okay. I will. I will start an alt, uh, and we can we can go through it together. Um, but it's it's really really neat the way that co op works in that game, and the way that the whole game world works as I start to explore more of it. Um, and I don't almost kind of don't want to tell you about any of it because okay. it's really interesting. Um, and it's just fun to explore, uh, and just kind of fun to to figure stuff out. I'm at, I'm at that zone. Like I would really love to play with like you or Pad. Uh, yesterday I played with Patches and his friend um, that he calls Angry Chris. Oh yeah, um, Angry Chris. That apparently has all of the same attributes as you, except for then this is Patches' words. Um, he's short and doesn't have a girlfriend. Uh, so Dude, that's, chill. that's just what patches said about his friend i'm just repeating things that patches said about his friend i don't so rude patches. i don't know angry chris enough to know angry one chris of is a trails fan just like me so. I know, apparently i'll have a lot in common besides height and girls <laughs> so um that's very mean playing playing multiplayer is interesting because the bosses uh, a lot of the bosses are seemingly like designed for that like they want you to have support roles and they want you to have like multiple people picking stuff off the same they all that kind of stuff yeah um but at the same time i'm torn because the the world i'm having so much of a good time just going through the levels by myself that when somebody Mm. i I ended up i've ended up changing it so that like nobody can join my game because random people will join your game and like y'all will do stuff together and like the np like your your your, the characters that you're playing will chat with one another Uh, like did you see that shit like it's that kind of stuff um but it's so distracting for me it's like playing dark souls like when i play dark souls i want to go through the whole level together and if i need help with the boss i want to summon a buddy but I, yeah. it's very, very rare that I want to explore an area with somebody on the microphone or with somebody in my world. Like that, just it's it's a level of tension that I'm not really looking for in the experience. Um, yeah. But at the same time, going through these areas is so much fun. Like I'd love to do it with you and, and do it with Pat or do it with whomever. Like it's it's a it's a real good time to playing through. Uh, Maybe we could do, can we do like a little triplet sesh? Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's three player co op, so we could we could That's all fun. join up. That's fun. Um, when me and Pad play video games, uh, we we normally start around like two or three o'clock in the afternoon, so that'd be three or four o'clock your time. Um, so we could probably arrange for that if I could convince him to buy it. I was kind of subtly hinting that he needs to, to uh-huh. get in it, uh, just like sending him screenshots of like what happened when I put too much armor on and tried to fat roll. I was like, "Hey, isn't this funny? <laughs> this is a good video game." <laughs> uh, does the game get more difficult when you do multiplayer? Because I I think we learned that what bosses in Elden Ring get a nice hefty little buff yeah it when does. you do multiplayer yeah. it's funny because you helped me a bunch of times try to to beat bosses and i think every time i summoned you we couldn't do it i know it's so ridiculous <laughs> and then every time you said we were fighting one of the last bosses on one of your playthroughs and you kept summoning me and we just couldn't i was like yeah no no sweat dude i can do this with my eyes closed and i'm like uh, nope, sorry, some, some sweat <laughs> i, I some seem sweat to be unable to help you um 
So every time I see new players popping into Elden, there's, there's two people on my Twitter timeline, some, some mutuals who were just recently playing it for the first time, and they were playing it with friends, and I think that's what got them to play it. Their friends are like, hey, we'll run you through it. We'll help you out. I know there's like a seamless co-op thing for PC now that people yeah. have modded or whatever, mm-hmm. which seems way better. Um, but I, there's part of me that always wants to be like, hey, just FYI, the game is actually like a little harder <laughs> if you play a multiplayer. But I imagine, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, it's it's... Not not even if you don't know what you're doing. If you're just like if you're struggling, having that extra person to take some attention away from a boss or something is a huge help. Yeah. So, but there is a part of me that kind of wants to be like, hey, just FYI, just so you know, it might be a little easier if you do it by yourself. <laughs> I was complaining early earlier because I got to a boss uh, that um, was too difficult for me. I thought it was like supposed to be like a multiplayer boss. And uh, what's happening is, like, as you damage the boss, as it hits HP breakpoints, it summons adds. Uh, And what was happening in my particular case is that um, because the boss is static, like, it's not aggro when you first walk in, um, I was using my weapons mod ability, which gives me basically, like, unlimited ammo and turns my gun into a rapid-fire machine gun. And I was doing almost half of the boss's HP bar. Uh, uh-huh. and, and just right before the fight, and then triggering right. the fight, thinking this is huge. This is going to be. I'm. I am the smartest man alive. This yeah, is the. But thing. no, you've just triggered like four. But waves I triggered of four waves enemies. of additional enemy, including like these big time elites, and I was just getting stun locked all over the place. And like Autumn walked in, um, and she was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Pulling my fucking teeth out. Like I hate this shit." Um, and turns out, if you just take it one wave at a time, it's it's much more manageable. But yeah. That's cool um, stuff. The game's got a lot of secrets too. I think the the thing that you're gonna like about it, I think, is the archetypes. So, which are like kind of like your class. Uh, mm. So, I started as a hunter, so I could shoot things. I just recently got um, the engineer, so I could summon a turret, and the turret shoots things. Uh, I unlocked the handler class, which gives you a doggo, which is always fun. Uh, there's th- there's a medic class uh, which lets you heal obviously and do stuff like that and um, I'm hearing that there's all kinds of hidden archetypes that you can go through in the game. There's I a- heard from well we I, we both recorded with Drew from Caring Wayward and I think that yeah. this will be um, out after those are out whatever uh he and i were talking about video games for a minute he was like i don't know how much of a gamer you are and i was like brother <laughs> let's go brother <laughs> uh, but he said he's oh i've been playing this game remnant too and i was like oh jarby's oh. been playing that but did he tell you anything about it no um, we didn't talk about it, it because he up. told me that uh data miners yeah i was just about to bring this up found so something fun. he was mm-hmm. like yeah the developers knew that people would probably do this so they literally set up a thing that could be data mined could be found and unlocked through that um which is extremely fucking cool i love when games do stuff like that i I love just like schoolyard mysteries about games and the fact that there can be anything like that in the modern day is really fun and it's filled with stuff like that like the the engineer class that i mentioned i don't know i just kind of stumbled into somebody mentioned like oh if you're looking for other classes, you should just like, this would go with the Hunter one that you have now. And you should just look it up on YouTube because you'll never get it naturally. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh, okay, well let me just check that out. Looked it up on YouTube and sure enough, no idea how anybody would, would find this naturally. And mm-hmm. somebody else said, uh, well, there's another archetype that like when you max it out, gives you like treasures on the map. So you can play through the game and like look for all of the secret treasure that you missed the first time. And I was like, Oh, well that's a cool way to find like extra stuff. I can get that. And then somebody said, yeah, like there's this other archetype that literally doesn't even show up on the map when you do that. And there's no way able to, you're able to find it except for data mining the game. And that's the only way people can find it. And I was like, well, that's also very fucking cool. Even if I would have never heard about it, like that's still very cool. Yeah. Games, games interesting. I hope they keep making more of this stuff. Um, yeah, that is very interesting. Um, I've been I've been trying to I I have a do have a habit of like 
Okay, I've spent 15 minutes trying to find this um, boss in Final Fantasy 16, and I don't want to explore anymore. I'm just going to look up where it is on a map. I've been trying to, to stop doing that because I realize I ruined the fun of it for myself by doing that. And um, specifically, I think I've said this before with when I play the Trails games, I follow a guide so I can 100% everything, and I like 100% everything thing but my problem is i I make it feel like a chore i stop having it be fun yeah um however so i've been playing um trails from azure or whatever the hell it's called um i've been playing that like without a guide and i've been pretty much 100 percent doing everything because i realized without a guide i still want to go and do all the stuff i'm still going into buildings and talking to npcs just because i feel like doing it and then i get the natural reward which is so much better and it means that i don't look at my phone every 10 seconds because i'm like doing the thing on my own except for yesterday there's always there's not always but there's often like hidden quests you're usually just given your quests it's like here here's what you can do and i went to do like the final maiden quest of the day and the way that everybody was acting like are you sure do you want to double check we still have some time should we double check i'm like motherfuckers did i miss a quest what's going on here sure enough (laughs) i looked it up and i did miss a quest but it was a quest from like earlier in the day so i found myself just reloading a goddamn save last night and i was like this is what i didn't want to be doing i didn't exactly... want to be following the god i didn't want to be reloading stuff but i didn't want to miss the quest so here i am so i think that's probably what i'm going to keep doing for this is just check for the hidden quests keep them on my radar and then otherwise i will just play the game blind sure. but if i find the hidden quests on my own i'll be happy um but it has made these this experience so much better because i'm like notoriously slow at beating these games but i'm just cruising through this one because i'm it's like no guide just just doing my thing, enjoying myself. That's the other thing that I find that I was going to bring up today to talk to you about. It's like, I feel like I'm finding out that I play video games so much slower than everybody else. Mm. I, uh, I was posting in a Diablo 4 thread, um, and I was complaining about one of the systems in that game um, called Renown. And as you complete stuff in like their open world environment, like you gained Renown, and gaining certain levels of renown unlocks certain things um well i'm at the point now i'm at the very end game where the only thing i have like there and there's like four there's like skill points unlocked at the last tier right which are like extremely valuable things so you you want to do this but i'm at the point where all of the easy ways to get it are done so i'm forced to do like side quest which i don't feel like diablo 4 is really set up for side quests it's not what i want to do in that game i don't care about any of these stories i want to make my dude powerful and i want to slay monsters so i can get loot to make my dude powerful like that's the loop that i want to be doing following a guy around as he's like hunting for food for his family i'm like this is boring as shit i don't want to do it so i was complaining about that and like they were like well just do dungeons like dungeons only take like seven minutes and i'm like ah that doesn't sound right (laughs) and sure enough (laughs) me and autumn started doing some dungeons yesterday and i didn't like time it but i was just like like we went through it and like one dungeon was probably 15 or 20 minutes um which is not like a lot of time and again it's doing no. the thing that i want to do in Dablo, which is kill monsters uh but at the same time we had to do let's say four or five of them to get enough of this renown point so that we can unlock the last tier or whatever um so that's like an hour and a half which is an hour and a half of killing monsters and collecting loot and doing the thing it's just like a it makes it so much of a grind for some reason that it just you need goalposts in the middle you know like you yeah. don't want to like even if you're going to grind for an hour and a half you need to be like okay after 15 minutes i got to this thing that i need now to get to the next thing i need i'm going to need to play another 15 minutes but to play that hour and a half that makes it feel like man i'm really fucking slogging through yeah. it huh? 
And then I was playing Remnant 2 with Patches and Angry Chris, and, and they're like, and I think they were, they had already been to some of these levels, so they were kind of sprinting through and were, were mm-hmm. going to bosses or whatever. So I was like, and I was having a good time. We were chatting, shooting monsters, like getting to the boss, killing bosses or whatever. But like, it's so much different than what how I play the game, which is like carefully exploring every single corner, yeah. like looking around, like finding a table with some soup on it and going, who ate the soup? <laughs> like, <laughs> really, really yeah. thinking about the soup, like trying to come up with some reasons that people People are, you know, what I'm, it's just, it's just maybe I play video games super, super. Slow. I always want to say I'm exactly the same way as you, but am I like, cause I beat final fantasy 16 really fast. Granted, I took vacation for that and I was like desperate to get to the end before I got it spoiled or anything. So that's a little bit of a different scenario, but Zelda, I've, I finished that pretty quickly. Um, Elden ring. I finished pretty quickly. I feel like everything I do kind of just plow through. <laughs> And I, even though I think, oh, you yeah, know, I like to take my time. I've wandered around Shadow of the Colossus for hours and I was like, yeah, but I did that after I beat the game. So I think I am the same way as you, but I'm the same way as you after I beat the game. Yeah, which makes sense, right? Like, I think there's, yeah. especially nowadays, uh, if you're with Final Fantasy 16 specifically, like you were on the internet and people were talking about it and people were beating and it. And so much of my quick. feed is already Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Because that's just like, well, you know, that's the thing I'm into. So I really had to, you had had to, hurt, to stay had to safe out up. there. Yeah, I had yeah. to hustle up. So, uh yeah, it's it's. Uh, I just I feel like I just play games slow, and I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna change who I am now, Chris. I'm just gonna play them slower as I get older. Just I can, tell you, I can yeah. tell you that right now. So, Lord, you want to talk about the Winchesters? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Talk about some clowns. Let's talk about some clowns, dude. Jess just kept looking over at me like, "Oh my god." about what as i'm watching this cloud episode did she is she into the winchesters this would be a good time to do a a friend of the show jess has she watched no she was asking me to compare it to to nancy drew though because we've been watching that that's like the two things we're watching on hbo max Uh um and she's like is it better than nancy drew and i'm like i don't know because on paper they're very very similar Mm -hmm. i think nancy drew which i really really like i think they are targeted towards a younger audience the cast is younger or like the characters are younger. They're very on the nose about like the issues that they're presenting in a way that I first thought was like, they're really on the nose about this, but I'm thinking like, well, they're spelling it out because they want, if a young audience is watching them, they want them to understand, which is like, part of me is like, that's good that they're just, they're pointing it out and they're just saying it. They're saying the thing. Um, but the other part of me is like, let your audience figure it out a little bit, you know, let them pick up on the themes uh, where the, the Winchester's, I think, like, on their face, they're the same quality, but the Winchesters has really surprised me with its, like, depth of writing and then the issues that they have confronted through their writing. Sometimes they just come out and say it. Um, but the shows are, they're, they're comparable. But Jess has not watched the Winchesters other than this one episode with me. Uh, and she heard Rowena's voice and was like, oh, okay. Because I, I told her, I was like, oh, Rowena's in this episode. She's like, I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> then she heard her voice. She was like, oh, no, okay. Just okay, kidding. Now I, I got it. Now She's... I got it. Uh, Autumn hasn't watched, a, I don't think, a single episode of the Winchesters. Uh, or no, I'm taking that back. She maybe watched the first one with me. Because mm. I, th- I was so surprised that the first one was good. I was like, we, you need to watch this with me. And then we started covering it for the podcast and so i started watching them pretty quickly and she what she didn't keep up with me and then we stopped watching it for the podcast for a while and yeah. then i wasn't watching it so there's no interest for her and now we started it again and i watch them at weird times during the day like i woke up at 7 a.m and watched it so she hasn't really seen any of it um but i don't also don't think she cares that much like i just don't think she's yeah very much it's into not it. right right like yeah. maybe somewhere down the line you know it has been making me think this and nancy drew have been making me think like you know Maybe someday I could just do like a casual supernatural rewatch because I felt like I can't, I can't I can't go back it's too much yeah um but the the type of show that Nancy Drew is it is 
the the term comfort show is what people use. It's just like it's a it's a good watch. It's, you know, it's a horrible things happening on screen, but but it's like a warm hug, and that's kind of what Supernatural used to be for me. So it does it, it reminded me of that. But Jess has really been trying to get me through the episodes of this show because. Uh, I think there's two episodes of Nancy Drew left before it ends forever. Um, so she's trying to get me caught up so we can watch the finale together. And we're, going, we're on good pace to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the Winchesters. Yes. 